Season one of this show is sponsored by FreshBooks, the number one invoicing software for freelancers and solopreneurs. If you're ready to take your side gig to the next level, you can't spend dozens of hours each week drafting invoices and chasing down late payments. With FreshBooks, you can send an invoice in less than 30 seconds. Plus, you can see when your client has opened their invoice and schedule automatic follow-up emails that trigger if they forget to pay. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com slash side gig and enter side gig in the how did you hear about us section. Later in this episode, you'll hear about one FreshBooks customer who uses it to scale their small creative business. So stay tuned for that. Hey everybody, this is Preston and you are listening to SideGig. We're three independent entrepreneurs who have built successful side businesses all while working our standard nine to five desk job. Your hosts are Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan Robinson. I'm a content marketing consultant to the world's top experts and growing startups. I've helped companies like Creative Live and LinkedIn, experts like Tim Ferriss and Lewis Howes, grow their brands and create more influence online through content marketing. Ian. Hi, I'm Ian Paget, also known as Logo Geek. My website and blog generates hundreds of new leads each month. I've also leveraged social media to be seen as an influential designer, which has attracted exciting opportunities such as the judging of International Design Awards. My side gig has been so successful, I've now gone part-time freelance. And me, Preston. I took a blog I started as an experiment in college and turned it into a business that now makes more than I do at my desk job. In this, our last episode of season one, we answer one of the most common questions we've received from you. Should you tell your boss you have a side business? The conversation today might surprise you a bit as we dive into some really good reasons for and against the idea of telling your boss all about your side hustle endeavors. Let's jump right in. So today we're talking about whether or not you should tell your boss that you have a side gig. Now, does anyone have any strong opinions about this? I do, um, personally. Um, I think it partly depends on the company that you're working for and whether the side gig that you're doing, whether it conflicts with the company that you're working for. Um, Because there is a risk that you could potentially be, um, you could potentially lose your job if the company was to find out without you being transparent with them. So personally, um, in my situation, I've been transparent from the outset. So since starting it, I've, you know, I've not made a big deal out of it, but I've casually mentioned to my boss what I've been working on and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So Ian, real quick, tell us your story really quick, just like 30 seconds in case people missed episode uh, four. And you can go back and listen to episode four in its entirety if you want to, where Ian shares his whole story about yeah, sure. okay. his side gig and what he's doing now and what he did before and all that kind of thing. But yeah, if you could just give us like 30 seconds of context um, and then and then continue with your thought, because I think I think you're spot on. Sure. OK. OK. So I basically have a full time job working as a creative director um, for a company that builds like, e-commerce websites. And in my free time, I've always done um, side projects. When I first started out, they were basically free, just things for fun, just to um, improve my skills. But then as things um, progressed, I started to work on paying, paid projects. And I started uh, to work on a project called Logo Geek. And um, I was essentially just taking on projects probably once a month. But I was making money outside of um, work. 
And the, the, the problem with that is, to some extent, it is conflicting with the, with the company that I'm working for because um, although I'm targeting different audiences and have a different process, there is a risk with companies like that that, say, if I started to build e-commerce websites, I would actually be breaching my um, contract. And if I was in that situation and I wasn't transparent with my boss, for example, and he was to, you know, find out that I was building the service doing exactly the same thing, I would probably get fired on the spot, um, you know, because they, they would have concerns that I'm stealing processes, stealing, um, you know, potential clients and so on. So I think if you are setting up your own business that's doing something that's conflicting with your current job, um, I would make sure that you check your contract. Um, be careful with it. And if you do have any uncertainty and you really want to go ahead with it, I would just sit down with your boss and have that conversation. Um, I, I, because I'm a creative director, I've actually needed to employ people. And I have had that situation where um, I've employed someone, they came in, they wasn't transparent about it. And we actually found out that they had a business and was actually doing work on the job as well. Um, and it ended up being, you know, an awkward situation for me and my boss and them as well. I literally needed to have a conversation with them. And uh, in the end, they was given a choice of whether they wanted to continue working with us or working on that project because it was conflicting and it was a breach of contract. And that person, yeah, mm. conflicted and um, they sadly lost their job. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important to, like, not only read your... You know, some, it depends on what you what your employer has done. You might have a contract or you might have a lot of companies just have a, um, a conflict of interest form that you fill out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have something that potentially could conflict. It just helps the company and yourself know how to handle that situation. So you you divulge it to, you know, usually your boss or the HR department or whatever, depending on what kind of company you're working for, um, so that everybody is just kind of in the clear. And that, that's what you're... I guess advocating for right Ian is yeah, just pretty much. complete openness, honestness, honesty. I should say. I think as well, if you are being transparent and you know you're you're not going to have this situation where your boss stumbles on stumbles across this thing that you've been working on, because I think if you haven't told them and they find out about it, they're going to start to have uncertainties about your loyalty to the company, for example. Right. And not only, not only is there the conflict of the business, but now it's like, does your boss trust you? Yes. Yeah. You know, can he or she trust you? Yeah. Good point. So personally, if I think if it's a totally different thing, um, you know, you work for a web agency and you're at home making, I don't know, teddy bears for the sake of it. Um, that's a totally different thing that has nothing to do. It's not conflicting in any way. Um, but in my case, because I work for, um, a web agency that does the occasional logo by doing by offering um, logos in my free time it's not conflicting as such like it's it doesn't directly compete because their main product is e-commerce solutions so what if a logo client of yours though decides they want an e-commerce solution how do you handle that i wouldn't take that on because i feel uncomfortable about that type of thing i mean i okay do you refer them then to your Yes, I do. I've actually got an agreement with them so I can get a commission. Things like a logo project, I can um, I could take it on. It, it doesn't take too long to do. I make money from that. And if they did ever want a, a web project or a, 
e-commerce project or so on. Um, I can actually um, pass that over to um, the company that I work for and I get a commission on it as well. So um, it works quite well. So that's a plus side for being completely honest about it is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, potentially could turn into extra revenue for you. It, turn, it can turn into a partnership. Like I'm, I'm now in a situation where I work for that company three days a week and I work myself um, two days but it works quite well because I've actually been able to pass over projects like say when I'm too busy I can pass that project over and still make money um, or I can I can refer them um, to do things that I'm not in the position to do myself like I, I can't build an e-commerce website I, I could probably put something together in WordPress but the reality is that that's going to take me too much time and I'm going to you know hit brick walls where it's like I, I don't really know what I'm doing building this yeah, um, and it's not the kind of work that really lights you up anyway, right? No, not really. It's, it's, it's not the type of thing that I'm interested in because something like that yeah. is too big a project for the time that I have. Um, I mean, I, I, I've always chose to work on logos right. because they're relatively quick. Like, you can turn a project around within two weeks. Um, but something like a web-based, particularly a very big e-commerce project, um, doing that on my own in the time that I have, that's going to take a lot of time. So I've actually been able to kind of partner with the company that I'm working with so by me, um, you know, working freelance, it's actually a benefit for them as well. Um, so by being transparent from the outset and kind of talking about what I've been doing, um, it's, it's worked for both, both sides. It's worked for me and worked for them as well. Season one of SideGig is sponsored by FreshBooks. Lots of our readers and listeners use FreshBooks every day to manage their SideGig or growing business. Kay from kdbranding.com joined FreshBooks just last year. I love its streamlined user interface, she said. It makes everything quick and easy so I can focus my time on doing what I love, not accounting. It takes just a few minutes to make an invoice and you can track everything, even exactly when your client opens the invoice and of course, when they make a payment. To join Kay and try FreshBooks free for 30 days, visit freshbooks.com sidegig and enter SideGig in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Support for SideGig also comes from Bluehost. With a one-click WordPress install, 24-7 customer support, and a money-back guarantee, Bluehost has just what you need to rest easy. When you only have a few hours each week to grow your side hustle, you don't have time for your site to go down. With Bluehost, you won't have to worry about that. Learn more and get a special discount when you visit sidegigshow.com slash bluehost. That's sidegigshow.com slash bluehost. And now, enjoy the rest of today's episode of Sidegig. I love what you said about it being beneficial for both sides. That's part of what has sort of framed my decision. Both jobs, I've had two different jobs since college. Both jobs that I got since college were because a huge part of it was because of my side gig. So all the other applicants, we had similar resumes, but I had this extra sort of quote unquote experience, I guess, that that they didn't have in running a business, which was kind of like having another job. I got a job right out of college that demanded three to five years experience. And I asked my boss later and he's like, well, you got it because you had three to five years experience while you were in school building this other thing on the side. And then most recently, the job that I'm in now, I was able to talk about how I've built a community of writers, how I've built a community of readers, how I manage a blog. And now I'm in a content marketing position because of the things that I was able to do on my side gig. So there are definitely advantages to being open and honest about it um, for both you and for your business. Like the, the, the things that I 
learn running Milo, I take to my desk job and I apply them on a bigger scale there. And the things that I learn at my desk job, I apply back to Milo. And it's this really nice reciprocal relationship between the two things that I work on. They don't compete in the same niche, but they're both sort of media, publishing, creating content, that kind of thing. And they really complement each other well. Um, so it, it turns out, you know, really well for me and really well for the company that I work for. In fact, I was telling my boss that I was working on this podcast and she's like, great, learn as much as you can and then come back and tell me if we should be doing podcasts. And um, so I just thought it was funny, like uh, it, it benefits both sides for sure. Ryan, I'm curious what your stance is, man. Yeah, I've actually had some very <laughs> interesting tumultuous experiences with this predicament myself. Um, so one of my jobs shortly after college, um, actually, it was my first job after college. I talked about this in my uh, episode previously, but I was with a portable speaker and headphone company down in Orange County, California. And so a big part of their business was actually having to do with promotional products. So they would do small run custom print jobs of um, headphones, different speaker type products, battery products, and they would sell heavily into this sort of like custom product market. So when I started one of my businesses with my best friend, Case Escape, making the custom phone cases, that was a potential conflict of interest. And so as I was going through the process of starting this business, Case Escape, I actually took the time and effort to sort of pause on um, Case Escape and go ahead and get another job. So I left the job that I thought could have a potential conflict of interest and went over to a company that was in a totally different industry. It was related to, yeah, it was related to like fashion and um, all the different trims and accessories that go on clothing. Because I saw this potential conflict of interest, it was mostly based on my relationship with my bosses at that previous job. They were kind of, you know, to put it in a nice way, a little bit unpredictable with their decision making. And I had seen sort of in the past how they had treated someone who who did do work on the side, even though it was unrelated to their business, they definitely frowned upon it. And so while they didn't immediately fire that person, I could tell that I thought maybe there would be a potential conflict in the future. And so proactively getting a new job um, was sort of my solution to that. I'm curious why that was your solution as opposed to like switching your side gig. Ah, see, I was so interested in what my side gig was. I felt like I couldn't pull out of that. Like I was, I was just being drawn into that business Mm. and I would rather have given up my job at the time so that I can continue focusing on my side gig. I think that's a really interesting thing we haven't actually talked about at all is like, we call this our side gig, but if I had to choose to give up one or the other, Mm. hands down, I'd give up my day job every day. Right? Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. We call it our side gig, but it really is our main gig. And, and our, and our full-time job almost is more of a side gig in some ways, like emotionally, you know what I mean? I totally agree with that. Cause I think you kind of invest so much of your, you know, heart and soul into what you're doing that sacrificing that for, for someone else's dreams. If you did have the choice most of the time, unless you really needed the money, you know, most people are going to go with their side gig. Right. Totally. And like my, my viewpoint on it was just that I can always get a new job and whether I really love the job or not, I'm getting a lot of satisfaction out of my side gig. And so that was kind of 
what I would call like my, my salvation, you know, it, it was what I enjoyed doing most every day was that time I spent on my side gig. And so I didn't want to give that up, but, um, you know, at the same time, it didn't stop my former employers at the speaker company from sending me a pretty intimidating email, um, a few months down the line after they sort of inadvertently discovered my business case escape. I think, I think I was Facebook friends with them or something, which is totally a rookie. Uh, mistake. If you think there's going to be <laughs> rookie mistake, <laughs> oh yeah. If you think there's going to be a potential, you know, conflict of interest in the future, even if you leave the company you're working at where there's a conflict, there could still be some ill feelings. I think they really felt like I had sort of, you know, betrayed them or stolen an idea from my time working with them, um, despite them not being in phone cases at all. Yeah, I think they sort of viewed it as a potential area that they could expand into, and therefore that I was stepping on their toes. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, I, I mean, I'm thinking with what, with what you said there. Basically, if you are doing something on the side and you're keeping it a secret from your bosses, they are going to feel like that. You know, there's going to be some loss of loyalty, some loss of trust. So I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, like I made the point, I think it's worth saying, but I don't think you necessarily need to make a big deal out of it. Um, like in my case, I just casually mentioned, you know, I've been trying this out at home on this and it's worked really well for me. Um, you know, so I, I've kind of just put it in conversation. Um, but I do think if it is totally conflicting, I think in that case, even before you start on it, it's worth having that conversation from the outset just so that you don't have that situation. Here. Yeah. And now, like with every subsequent job I've had, I always fully disclose everything I'm working on on the side going into, you know, whether it's the interview process or on my employment contract, making sure there's nothing bad in the non-compete agreement I'm signing. And I think there's also no substitute for having an attorney look at your paperwork before you make any rash decisions. I mean, it's it'll cost you probably a couple hundred bucks, but it's worth that consultation. Definitely. Brian, can I ask, have you actually done that yourself? Have you taken one of your contracts to an attorney and had it checked over? Yeah, I did actually. When I left that speaker company, I, because I was sort of fearful that something would happen um, with them retroactively, I took it to an attorney that um, a family friend recommended and he actually happened to deal specifically with employment laws and business owners. So it was kind of a perfect combination and he was able to sort of just go through and highlight potential um, areas to be aware of in my contract. And um, I happen to live in the state of California where non-compete clauses are actually null and void. So anytime that you're in question about this, if you just Google non-compete clauses, we'll link this up in the show notes. um, You can find a really good article. Just Wikipedia um, will actually tell you which U.S. states that non-compete clauses are valid in and which ones they are not. So Knowledge is, is, yeah, having the knowledge going into deciding whether or not it's worth disclosing to your boss is pretty important. And we should say, as we're partially giving legal advice, we're not attorneys, we don't study this kind of thing. So if, if you are, if you do have questions, definitely go find a professional legal person, an attorney or, or however you need to, whoever you need to find to make those kinds of decisions. Right. I want to, I want to bring up one thing you guys said I thought was interesting, or, or maybe Ryan, you brought it up was the notion of like, well, I, I can always go get another job. And technically, you know, you can always uh, start another business, but, but man, the amount of work that it takes to like grow a business versus apply and get a job mm-hmm. is night and day. And, um, 
and I read this, I read this article article recently from um, Corbett Barr over at Fizzle, and we'll link this up in the show notes. But the the article was called something like three reasons you should never take another job again or something like that. And yeah, in it he talked about how there's this like fear, there's this inherent fear, and I've heard this from K- Chris Gillibo too of like. Well, if I leave my job, you know, what if I can't get another job? And look, the fact of the matter is you're very employable right now. Like if you leave the job, especially if you're doing well, how easy is it going to be for you to find another job in that same field later? If you're employable now, you're employable in six months. If for whatever reason, your business just completely crashes and burns, which actually, if it's doing well as a side gig and you quit and you now all of a sudden have way more hours in the day to work on it chances are it's not going to crash and burn. But these are the sort of fears that go through our mind as we're considering like, well, you know, should I, should I leave? Should I stay? Should I, what should I do next? Totally. And if it's that important to you, it's worth pausing for a couple of weeks on your side gig to sort of divert your efforts into finding a job that is going to be a better suit for you. Yeah. Great point. So it sounds like we all kind of agree and for different reasons. And I think good reasons that telling your boss or telling someone at the company that you're working on a side gig is probably a good idea. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like I going back to it, I really think if you're not transparent about it and you grow your business beyond a certain point, they're gonna find out, you know, like you wanna grow it to that yeah. point. So mm-hmm. it's better just to be totally transparent rather than them stumble across it. Because the moment they stumble across it, they're gonna have some uncertainties about you anyway. And I'm not saying that you're gonna get fired but there's going to be that in the back of their mind that you're not loyal. Um, you're not going to be, you're not necessarily going to be performing your best. Um, if you come in tired, um, you know, they might be thinking, oh, you've been working last night. You know, if you go out for telephone, you know, there's going to be uncertainty as to whether you're putting in the full effort into your day job. Um, so it's just worth being totally transparent about it rather than them stumbling across it um, at a later date. Yeah. I agree with that. I think, too, one other thing we mentioned in a previous episode about why everyone should have a side gig, you know, it does give you an extra level of confidence. If, for example, my boss knows that I'm making money on the side, and so she knows that I don't depend on this job 100% for my income, Mm -hmm. and so it makes it a lot easier to talk about, you know, pay increase. It makes it easier to talk about work fulfillment. It it makes it easier to talk about a lot of things because she knows that I'm not chained to my desk unwillingly because it's the only option that I have right now. And Mm so by telling your boss, it sort of gives you a little bit more leverage, not not necessarily to take advantage of that person or or do anything that you shouldn't be doing, but just to sort of level the playing field a little bit Mm. with your boss and with your company. Totally. I think it also adds some legitimacy and credibility to yourself too. You know, it's, it's been something that coworkers and even, you know, bosses of mine have had like a lot of respect for me simply because of what I have going on on the side. You know, what it, it shows what your hustle is, shows how hard you work. Yeah, for sure. I can expand on that because in my case, um, everything that I've been doing on the side during sales calls, the sales team do actually mention what I'm doing as well, which sometimes actually helps them to secure a sale. You know, like um, they're able to say who I wrote for, what I've been involved with, you know, how I've grown this community. It's really good for talking about what I'm doing within sales meetings, even though it's not anything to do with that company, just because it's part of what I'm able to do from a personal level. It just gives myself an extra layer of credibility. Um, you know, like I'm, I don't need to just say that I'm an expert in 
e-commerce I can expand on you know I can go into like branding and stuff like that and like the company that I work for they haven't done a lot of branding um but I have personally so it, it's it gives them weight as well on some of the bigger projects so you know once again it is worth being transparent so that you get these opportunities in that way yeah it was really interesting at the job i'm at now i i sort of i i'm very open with the people that i work for about my side business but i try not to talk a lot about it you know elsewhere because some people who may not know me very well might think you know if they see me taking a break or taking a day off or whatever, they might assume that I'm like slacking on my desk job stuff in favor of my side gig. And I don't know, I just, I just always have been careful who I talk to about it, but it was really interesting. My boss, when I got this new job that I'm at now, been at for a couple of years, we, we had this big meeting with all of our digital team and my boss was like, and I was supposed to introduce myself, you know, and to the whole group. And my boss was like, tell them about your, your side thing that you're working on. And I, and I sort of just stood there like, uh, you know, what am I supposed to say? I, a, I don't want to talk about it, but now my boss is telling me to. So anyway, I ended up doing it, but, um, I sort of thought in that moment, like, why would she bring that up? And I think you guys are right. There's this extra level of like confidence in saying, not only does my employee excel in the workplace, but they're also doing like these cool other things on the side. And I think to be completely honest with you, a lot of people envy someone who can run a side, if I, if I do say so myself, uh, who can run a side business, you know, while they're also working a desk job. But, but I would say you have to be careful if you're going to tell people and you're going to, especially if you're going to tell your boss, you then have this added measure of expectation at work. Like if you're, if you're flaking at work and your boss knows you have a side gig, that could be dangerous. Because they, you know, they could be like we've said already in a few different ways. They could be assuming that you're spending more time on the other than on your job. So you, you actually have to, I think, work a little bit harder at your desk job when people know. So maybe that's a downside of, of telling people. Yeah, I would agree. I think you raised an important um, point. One thing that you mentioned is like separation. So, for example, if you do have a side gig, keep it separate from your day job. Like if you get caught by your boss working on your side gig when you should be doing other work, that's going to be a problem for them. I guess it, it depends to some extent what company you work for. But personally, I would keep the two separate. So when you're at work. I agree. In fact, most companies say you're not allowed to run a business on our property, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're not allowed to use our Internet. I mean, that's why I'm in a co-working space right now. You're not allowed to use our Internet. You're not allowed to use our computers. You're not allowed to use our building with our lights on. Because they pay those things for their business. They don't pay it for your business. And it yeah, makes most, most companies aren't right. going to like that if, if they find, you know, that you're sat there when you're supposed to be working on their stuff, working on your stuff. It's going to lose trust again. It's a little bit like keeping it secret, but, you know, just don't, don't do that. Keep the two separate. So when you're working on your business, do it in your own time. When you're at work, do what's there. Don't risk doing anything separate. You know, if, if you're going to check emails, I would do it at lunchtime, like on your own mobile phone, smartphone or laptop or whatever, just so that there is no conflict or potential risk as you go. Absolutely. And I'd say if people want more on that, they can go to episode six, where, you, where we talked all about finding a balance between work and family and everything else you've got going on while you're building a side gig. Yeah, I'm wondering if we can take five minutes and do any reasons why you wouldn't. Like we haven't talked about any reasons why you wouldn't tell your boss. Are there any? <laughs> I mean, we were all pretty in accordance that, that you should, but... Yeah, gosh, I can't think of any. If I was building my own company that was conflicting 
as in offering the same thing, I wouldn't tell them um, because it would be a breach of my contract. I would like to think that I could do it silently in the background and they would never find out. <laughs> but that would be the only situation. I personally wouldn't do that. because, like I said, it's a breach of contract and it's too much of a risk. Like um, being honest, I need my job. Maybe not so much now, but up until now, since doing a lot of freelance work, I've needed that job. So I, I wouldn't want to risk it personally. Yeah, I do wonder if anyone's yeah. ever like taken a job. And um, I'm sure people have done this, right? You take a job intentionally so that you can learn for two years from some company and then go and take everything you've learned and apply it to a business. But taking that and then not telling them, I don't know, that's risky. Yeah, we for sure, for sure on this show, we're not recommending it. Like we're definitely recommending that you know, you tell your boss at least and probably your boss and a couple other key people who need to know. I just personally think if if you're not willing to tell them you are doing something wrong and you know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're being a little yeah. dishonest about it. Like you have some kind of intent to copy their processes or something. I, I, I just think I just think it's worth being open um, just from the outset. Um, if If you are hiding it, it's you have you must have some kind of intent like you are planning to just ditch your job or you are you know there is a situation like you you really just don't like that job and you want to be out i i think that's the only situation but if you do want to keep that job and you want to keep that relationship open um just be honest with them i i, I wouldn't even recommend it any other way personally yeah and in fact maybe the whole point of this episode then is to say like look it's not actually that scary to tell your boss that you're working on a side gig figure out you know, how, where the conflicts might exist and then approach them and say, look, I want to be completely honest with you because I, uh, I, you know, I appreciate our relationship. I want it to be a relationship of trust. I don't want there to be any sort of conflict. So let's talk through what I'm doing, what we're doing here and make sure that everything is squared away. Um, I think people will actually really appreciate that if you come at it from that angle and say, look, I just want to be honest. I want to make sure we're good to go. I think by doing that as well, you know the situation. Um, Because if you ask them, is this okay? And they say it's not, at least you can go away and make the call. Do you really need that job? And do you want to focus on your own thing? Or would you rather give up your side gig and just focus on that job? Um, It's better to know that from the outset rather than doing it secretly and, you know, find out, you know, six months down the line that you're out of a job that you actually really want and, and need. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, you know, all three of us have told our bosses about our side businesses at one point or another, maybe haven't in another instance that it didn't work out very well. And I I remember reading this article the other day about a Google employee who in her interview, you know, when she was offered the job to work at Google, she said, I plan to be here for two years and then I'm going to quit and start my own business. And sure enough, she did. But Google still hired her. You know what I mean? Like, I, Mm -hmm. I think maybe people are afraid that they might not get hired, that they might not get a promotion, that et cetera, et cetera. That hasn't been the case for me. That hasn't been the case for, obviously, this article I read about. It sounds like neither has it been the case for you guys. I think all around our verdict is, at least tell your boss. There's no reason not to. In fact, it can be really, really beneficial in a lot of cases. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Anything else to add? I don't think so. No, I think that's great. (laughs) We're unanimous. Okay, fantastic. As always, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please take a second to give us an honest rating and review on iTunes. You can find a link to the show on iTunes at sidegigshow.com. You can also subscribe for updates, announcements, and new episodes by visiting sidegigshow.com. 
We'll also be doing a series of Q&A episodes all about building a successful side business. If you want your question answered on the air, visit sidegigshow.com. If you enjoyed the show, take a second and head over to sidegigshow.com and share with your friends. Show notes for this episode can be found at sidegigshow.com slash boss. That wraps up season one of Side Gig. We really hope you've enjoyed it.